Hey, Dave. Hey, Jeffrey. How are you? Good, sir. I got something here. This will be a little unusual for a start to a show because I have something quite... Did we want to do our intro? Quite amazing here. Is it your new model kit? We're go- no. No. It's paper. I have here a letter. I hear it. A letter. Dear From... Jeff and Dave, the two half squads, I hope this letter finds you well. On behalf of all of us here at Multiman Publishing... I'd like to take a moment to thank both of you at the two half squads for your past and hopefully continuing contributions to the advanced squad leader community at large and to MMP in particular. Your podcast is a singular and valued source of interest and entertainment, the likes of which is possibly unique in the gaming world. Though we rarely take time to say it, your podcast productions do not go unnoticed here at MMP. And while we make it a policy to refrain from direct comment to parties outside of MMP, We felt compelled, in light of your recent achievement of 100 episodes, to write and let you know how very happy we are to have you as part of the ASL hobby. Your your dedication and ongoing role as Goodwill Ambassadors has had a noticeable positive impact on the community. And while we obviously cannot speak directly to your effect on sales, it's safe to say everyone involved has profited in some way by your efforts. As I said, this has not gone unnoticed, nor shall it go unrewarded. Within the next few days, under separate cover, you will be receiving a gift certificate in the amount of $400 to spend as you wish on any products for sale through MMP. We, of course, assume it will be spent on ASL. Please accept this as a token of our appreciation for the many hours and exertions which must be required to produce your show. In closing, going forward, please don't hesitate to let us know if I or any of our staff can further support the two half-squads through guest appearances or other means. We wish you, your faithful fans, and families all, happy holidays and a very happy new year. Oh, yes, and please roll low and rally well. Now, that's a very cruel joke you're playing, Jeff. How about that? (laughs) That's not real. Yeah, it's a real letter. I just wrote it. I, I now, I um, <laughs> you just wrote it. All we have to do now is send it to MMP and get somebody to approve it and sign it. <laughs> now get I out know. of here. everybody welcome back welcome to another exciting episode of the two half squads the only podcast dedicated 100 percent to the greatest game in the world advanced, advanced squad, squad leader. leader i'm jeff i'm dave and here we are at the end of december in the year 2013 oh so this is our holiday yeah episode. i guess maybe we should um do all the usual holiday stuff yeah like we made it <laughs> didn't pull off too well for the halloween one but yeah, uh, past Halloweens have been better. You know, uh, I always think, well, we should do some holiday stuff, but it, it's hard to come up with something original. It's been so, it's been done. Holiday stuff has been just overdone. People are probably sick of the holidays, frankly. I think so too. Yeah. So let's just skip forget the whole next it. And, week and if you week. would like to have some of that, just have a couple of drinks and imagine it's happening. That's what we do. <laughs> We're just going to imagine it's happening. So, How are you, Dave? Good. So, Jeff, you've taken up modeling, I see. Yes. 
Yes, well, yes, I bought a model. I thought, I thought to myself, Jeff, what, what can I do? I need to do something with my hands, some sort of craft. I tried uh, something a couple of years ago, which didn't really work out. Making uh, the bricks and the miniatures? Making miniature, yeah. More gaming and d and stuff? So I was at the local Hobby Lobby, and I stopped in there and look, was looking at the models, and I thought, well, that's kind of cool. I could get, start doing model tanks. So that's the Panzerkampfwagen too. Yeah, behind me from uh, Tamiya. Tamiya company, or is it Tamiya? Tamiya. It's probably Tamiya. And the treads, you don't have to build them link by link. No, it comes. They come all together. That's a good deal. These are relatively simple models. They're all one thirty-fifth scale, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of them, and they're inexpensive. I thought that'd be a good way to start because uh, yeah, I just want to see see how it goes. So I bought a little bit of paint. Some glue. Yeah, do you know why there's a bunch of them? They have... Because there was a bunch of stuff in World War II? Yeah, well, no, no. They have um, molds, and they mass produce all this stuff, so they can just make bunches. So that's why you have more than well, one. Well, they don't just make one at a time? It's, no, it's not handcrafted. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was just from Mr. Tamiya's <laughs> but I, kitchen. I bought models that had... I think they were from a Moldova. This is a part of Russia, it used to be, or something. Um... Oh, showing my geography, lack of geographical knowledge. Yeah, because you are a social studies It'll come to me in a second, let me think. But the links had to be put together link by link for the treads. Oh, yes. No, the bottom was like a straight piece, but then around the, all the ends, link by link. Yeah. It was, I was real surprised. <laughs> yeah. To say the least, at the amount of work. And I, you know me, I just chugged it. right through it. Yes. Well, I'm sure, you know, and. I'm just getting into it. And, of course, like you get into any hobby, you just think, oh, I'll just go and buy a couple things and get started. Well, then you realize there's a gigantic universe of people that have, that do this professionally almost. And the, the a number of websites on the Internet, on, just on modeling tanks, is there are probably hundreds of them. And uh, so I went to a, a, a hobby store in Chicago, and they had more expensive models. You know, these were only about fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah, I, I think, thought that that'll be a good way to get started. Yeah. And again, I thought tanks would be cool because I'd learn something about all the tanks we're yeah. playing with. Yeah, the you gun know. placements and all that. Yeah, why turreted. Yeah, yeah, and and these these tank these model kits include little histories of the tank, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. How it was developed and why they built it the way they did and oh, things like that. Do you remember we were doing a gun history yes. reports or? Um, Focusing, you could do tanks and give us I the could, history from those. As I finish each tank, and because this particular one talked about, oh, they they started with this particular size gun on it, and then they decided to switch to a different size gun because they were running out of parts or whatever, you know. And so, yeah, quite fascinating. So, yeah, I'll be filling you in on that. But there we go, and I'll be seeking right. your help for things like painting because you know I would just dip it. <laughs> or just color it in with a magic marker or something. Or you could do like a shoot a paintball at it. Oh, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, because then I could spatter it. Yeah. Jackson Pollock style. Yeah. <laughs> tanks. yeah that's a very, now, do very you know? Good idea. I think I said this on the air years ago that um, some modern artists worked on camouflage patterns. Oh, really? In Germany. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they're artists and they, Germany looked down on the modern art thing and. Yeah, so they started, so you know, being able to do these different space, um, you know, shapes and things like yeah. that, and to experiment for their art form, and then they propose that as different camos. Yeah, so, I guess I could see that somebody like uh, 
well, Miro is not German, but some no, of his stuff looks like nothing yeah, more than camouflage yeah. splotches. Uh, I, you know, uh, someday I'm probably going to need an airbrush, but I'm starting off without an airbrush. I, yeah. I, can, I can tell you modelers out there going, why, you can't paint without an airbrush? Oh, I but still don't you know have what? one. I can. Yeah, I still don't have one. Well, you Although, don't need one for miniatures, do you? Do well, you use airbrushes with it, miniatures? I remember, I'm doing a lot of models, too, the Dracula. And the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. mine's all hand done, too. But you and you don't have one, no. But I've thought about it also. Yes, and of course they pri- they started at about eighty five dollars for a really awful one, and then yeah, for about a thousand dollars you can get something pretty decent. Yeah, you got to keep them clean. Oh yeah, well I'm so not going to do clog that. up. Yeah, I'd have to hire an assistant. So anyway, that's nice. And, yeah, and you know I did build lots of the seventy second scale for wargaming too. Yes. Which is half half the size of thirty fifth. They could come and visit. They'd be like is halflings. It? Yeah, I think it to is my about one thirty fifth. Yeah, it works well with the HO scale. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. Too, so. so that's what I'm doing. What are you doing? What am I doing? Well, I'm building the Invisible Man model kit. Wow, how do you I do that? that. How do you you can't do see that? the parts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. So yeah, how do you know when you're done? It's it's going slow, <laughs> but yeah. Well, no, it not because it's invisible. His, it, it, does it include it does like neat, all of his yeah, organs and stuff? Yeah, it does a neat... Well, he's wearing clothing, like in the movie. Ah. And then he would wrap his head in wrapper, you remember, and yeah. stick a fake nose on. They have the yeah, fake nose on the table, oh, yeah. and he's he's unwrapping. Oh, okay. So you can see through the head as the wrap's half on and half off his head. Yeah. So oh, that's okay. very, very visible. Great idea. I like it a lot. I, I like that too. I am getting it mixed up with the visible man and the visible woman, which is used oh, those for were the see-through students. ones with yeah. the in, internal anatomy. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And, and the that. skull. You remember the skull? No. It was, yeah, it was just the skull. I think it's. I think they reissued it when I was a kid. I had some teeth from the skull. Just if you were ever wondering. You, just, <laughs> you keep in your cufflink drawer. Because I put it into our Viking our Viking miniatures game. It's yeah. <laughs> one of the items you find when you're searching. Teeth? Really, skull teeth? Yeah. Hagar's teeth. Oh, wow. It's a yeah. gold one, a silver one, and, and a regular one. And what are you working on right now? The, vis- the Invisible, Invisible Man. 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 That's, how, that's going. Right. And I was started up okay. our, our Greatest Hits episode number two, Ooh. and it's really taking a long time, too. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm yeah. just uploading the whole episodes and re-listening and then grabbing pieces. Yeah. And then d- discarding the rest. So yeah. it'll be a while. I thought I'd have it in like a week. Nah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Certainly no hurry, and with the holidays here, there's a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of other stuff going on. So indeed, yeah, and we have uh, a guest coming to join us. We think we have Steve Deathelson coming. Yeah. Yep, he should be here any minute. Yeah, shortly. And uh, but maybe we should start with some letters. Let's do. What do you think? No, really, what do you think? I think we should. Let's do. Okay. <laughs> It's time for letters. Letters written to us, not written by us. Like that opening comedy bit yeah. fake letter that you tricked me on. Did I have you going? You did have me going. I had myself going as I was writing it. I was very excited. <laughs> I just thought, wouldn't this be grand? It would be grand. But we have other grand news, too. Yeah, we do. I mean, we have Steve coming, we think. Yeah. I'm sure he wrote and said he's on the way. It'll be grand. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. great, great, great. Exciting. So but we'll, we, maybe we should actually send that letter off to MMP and see if anybody there will sign it. Ask them to sign it yeah. and return it. <laughs> Open the wrong 
with that. Yeah, let's do that. Begging? We're not beneath begging. No, you know me. I like to beg. Yes. <laughs> please send us free stuff. Speaking of begging, can you please donate, ladies and gentlemen, to the cause? Our funds are, are running a, a little low. <laughs> and if you're enjoying the show, you know, think about it. Just $2 a day <laughs> would be six, um, 30 times two, $60 a month. For a small $2 a day fee, you could enjoy this podcast once or twice a month. Yeah. And think of how... How much our families will appreciate it. They will. We'll take our wives out to dinner. We won't spend it all on wasteful things. Yeah. Like squad leader products. Like squad leader products that we'll never actually get to. <laughs> or consumables. But, yeah. Other than the dinner with our wives, which is a yeah. consumable, but it's also a date night. It's a romantic. It builds the relationship. It's good for the marriage. So please, hit that donate button now. 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 Hit the donate button. Now, don't hit that donate button. <laughs> well, I have a letter That's from PJ Norton, Jeff. Oh, okay. Fellow gamers, Museum Fest is scheduled for January 17 and 18, 2014. So I am under pressure to edit this show and get it posted within days. Yes. The location can is. Can you the, handle it? I can. I, th- okay. I think I can. The location is the usual place located at the Michigan Military and Technical Historical Society. And they game. And they have plenty of table space for big stuff to be set up in. Uh, tell your friends. Contact PJ Norton. We sent out a tweet about that, and yeah, you can Google it up, I guess. Yes, and I should put it on the Facebook page. Oh, yes. Also. I have a letter here from Mark Watson. Hello, gentlemen. I really enjoy the show. Thanks for putting all the time into it. Given that you guys are working through the ASL annuals, I thought you might find this resource I created useful. He puts a link here to a spot on Board Game Geek. It gives each... Of the, uh, the contents of each ASL annual, indicating where the contents, if any, have been reprinted or revised. Ah, yes. Which is nice. Uh, for instance, uh, most of the contents of ASL annual 93A appear in better form in Out of the Attic number two. Thanks so much, Mark Watson. So we'll put the link on there. And, you know, I find these links every once in a while, and I always think, oh, oh, this is going to link me to actual downloadable content. But it doesn't, you know, and I really don't dig just having the table of contents for these and not having, like, all the pages. The ability. But I know, to... I, you know, I'd have to buy them. Oh, yes. But I like free stuff. Yes. So yeah. donate. We, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you donate and we buy stuff, it's kind of like free stuff. It's, called, it's almost like free. I have one from Alan Hume, our most faithful listener. Hey, guys, I got an order from Ollie off Game Squad forums. There's going to be an ASL meetup in Dundee, Scotland on the 28th of December. Oh, oh wow. I really better get right this up. show Holy posted. <laughs> we better link that one, too. So I think I emailed I, or tweeted that out, I hope. So anyway, if this gets posted, folks, you'll have day, just days to try and um, check the Game Squad forums about the Scotland 20th of December game. Wow, that'd be fun. Yeah. We won't be making that one, I'm afraid. No. Here is a comment left, left on episode 105. Jack Dempsey from uh, Jack Dempsey. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoyed your banter. Dave, I don't mind your occasional comment on politics in the banter. This goes back to somebody oh, yes, we talked about controversy. last show. We're so controversial. Yes, I guess. Well, can we talk about that for a second? No. So we wouldn't talk about it anymore. Well, I'm not going to talk politics. I'm going to talk about the pol- about politics. Oh, okay. 
Well, somebody somebody wrote and said, <laughs> "I like your show, but I don't like the political commentary." Yes, I, don't I think listen we read to the that show on the for air. That. We did, and we, we talked about it a little last month. But I still and we don't made a little know. joke about it. We, I we made apologize. Some fun of it. Yeah, I didn't. We apologize. I, yeah, I, it's not that I'm not taking you seriously, but honestly, I don't know what the guy's talking about because <laughs> Jeff really doesn't. He really doesn't. And it I'm may, telling maybe him it's it me. Happened, it's all me. It may have happened in a show that I wasn't in and I haven't listened to. <laughs> With, or maybe it was Old Man Dan. Maybe it was Old Man Dan. But he passed away. So yes. we don't have to worry about that yeah. anymore. So. Anyway, um, he says, uh, I don't mind your occasional political comment. Makes the podcast seem more natural, like a bunch of fellows getting together to shoot the stuff. Nice review of wall advantage rules. I agree. Cover, uh, oh, and I agree. The cover on ASL 90, the combatants do look like firemen. Keep them coming. Oh, yeah. coming roll low and rally well. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the firemen. Very scary firemen. I well, mean, you wouldn't want to... You wouldn't want to cross those firemen. You would not. And I have another letter from Alan Hume, our oh. most productive <laughs> listener. <laughs> he has a dumb question for us here. Oh, uh, that must be for me. Well, I still haven't figured out where the Yag Tiger counters are. I did come across a Yag Tiger scenario in Eastside Gamers Design Pack 3, and it's a monster. And he's asking, where are the rest with the Yag Tigers? So we're giving it out to the listeners. You can post a comment right here on this episode's. Uh, telling Alan where he can find some more scenarios with elephants or king tigers or any of the German monsters. He would love to have them to play them. So let him know. And coincidentally, that's funny that he should uh, write about that, because tonight's secret word is Yag Tiger. And you know what happens (laughs) when somebody says the secret word, scream real loud. And clink your glasses. Clink and drink. Clink. Clink. Where's your drink? I have plastic. You have plastic. Diet Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Okay, I have a little wine here. Oh, too. yeah, that clink doesn't and clink too well. Yag Tiger. <laughs> Delightful. Here is a note from Stuart who left a comment on episode 105. Yes, well worth reading. We don't read all the comments. We assume some people, you know, you'll go and find them yourselves. Yeah. But we read some. We do. At our discretion. Stuart says, that's right. But usually people who donate might get their comments <laughs> read. Stop it! Oh, sorry. Beggar. <laughs> uh, spot on with the helpful comments about the content of Annual 90. Yes. Few magazines offer strategy and tactics. This is what makes the series replays valuable. Good point. Yes. Maybe since players don't know all the rules to the T, they are hesitant to provide strategy beyond the basics. I think series replays need not include every role, but rather a summary of the method and reasoning of moves taken per turn. We all can roll dice, whether you break from a 4MC or a normal morale check. The end result is the same, so that the small detail can be removed unless needed for dramatic emphasis. I think that's a very good point, right? Yeah. Uh, love the reading of a section of rules. It allows solitary players to converse with others about different rules sections. So he's saying he likes the way when we read the rules, because, and he, he must be a solitary player. And yes. then he talks to us in his sleep, probably, or something, or his and wife. He, <laughs> Who are you talking well, to? It, uh, it, Jeff and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like just listening in on guys talking about the game, and so it you know, does it. You're getting your mind engaged. Don't yes. be distracted while you listen, folks. Pay close attention. Yes, you know, and this really uh, it, it made me think, I listen to a lot of tech podcasts because I'm a computer consultant, and honestly, I don't know a lot of other computer consultants, like almost none. I just never encounter them. I don't go a lot of 
conferences and stuff. Oh, Steve Dennis. So, well, there's Steve. Uh, let's pause for a moment. We just had a guest show up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, knock, knock. Yeah. Open the closet, and there well, he is. We recorded the knock. I mean, yeah. Rolling. Oh, yeah. I'll leave it in when I edit. Well, we're running now. We're rolling now. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, guess who's here now? <laughs> guess who's here? Steve is here. Steve. Deathlifson. 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 I always get the L in the wrong place. Yeah. Deathlifson. Deathlifson. Welcome, Steve. And well, I did welcome. not. I, I, Thank you very much. I do not. We've never met. No. At no. All, so. Mm-mm. Oh. Every time my phone rings, an angel gets his wings. It's the holiday show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, who could be calling? I don't know. Just not answer it. Nobody. <clears throat> so Steve is here, and we'll find out why later in the show. But uh, feel free to, to chime in at any time. We're going to read a few more of our fan letters, which we don't, we do not uh, write these ourselves. Okay. People actually send these in. I, we don't know why. <laughs> so we just finished with Stuart. Uh, Dave, you ready to go on with? Hello. No. Can you hit pause? Hello. Hello. Where were we? Where? <laughs> As usual, we're lost. Uh, we just finished. Oh, we've got another letter here from Santiago. Well, I have a letter from Santiago, uh, Santiago Jimenez. Hi, Dave and Jeff. I'm a listener from Bogota, Colombia. I began on episode 98 after laughing a lot with your banter. I downloaded all the episodes. Currently on episode 26. New to ASL, but not to board games, having been playing since 2005. Doesn't sound that impressive, Steve, does it? 2005. 2005. Well, hey, anybody new is good. <laughs> anybody new is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is true. I got a starter kit one and two and totally love them. This is my top two favorite game. Wondering if your favorite game is Age of Steam. Oh, if you're wondering, oh, his favorite game is Age of Steam. It's like a Euro game? Right? Yes, it is. Yeah. One of the Railroad. Days of Wonder or something. Yeah. Like that. One of those games. And he's looking forward to going to full ASL. And he Don't wonders move. if. if Oh, sorry. Good move. Yes, yeah. that's what I think also. <laughs> They'll throw everything out. Yeah. He says, everything I wonder if there's got. a PC version of ASL, excluding Vassal. Now, yeah, we talked about this wasn't before there a, a little bit. Yes. And we decided there either was or there wasn't, but we couldn't remember for <laughs> sure. Well, there's something called Some- Steel Panthers, which, is, which you can still find free, which is pretty close. Okay, and as he goes through the episodes, you will find the one where the listener had sent in the name of the... Um, yeah. Pro PC game that was very much like ASL. Yeah. So that is out there. Uh, we don't research things very well here ourselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> Takes too much time. A, um, lot of, a lot of people think we spend a lot of time on this show, but no. <laughs> no. Not really. No. Grab some no. things. Call. Make Steve come in and production yeah, fill in. Yeah, so we, ran out, we ran out of stuff. Let's call Steve. <laughs> come here, Steve. Help us. So anyway, listener from Bogota, Colombia, though. That's nice. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I have a letter here from Apollo. Maybe I should put on the... Uh... Okay. You guys can't hear this, but we now have the echo. From Apollo. <laughs> Dear two half-squads. I'll turn it off since you can't hear it. But uh, A long-time listener, first-time writer. I've been listening to your fine podcast for about four years now, many of them multiple times. I tend to take a break for months, then get interested again and start from the beginning. Congratulations on making, making it for so many episodes and keeping it fresh and funny. I don't get a chance to play much, as uh, your podcast is a pretty good substitute. Keep up the excellent work. Cheers. And we want to thank Apollo for his very kind donation. A monetary donation. A very kind donation. Thank yeah. you, Apollo. Five uh, figures. You helped to pay. Oh, four figures. <laughs> you help us to pay for the bandwidth, unlike some of the other listeners who don't make donations. <laughs> Dave, stop it. Oh, all right. <laughs> 
And oh, and he also points out he was the one that made the um, expert ASL geek starter joke site. If you remember, it was a really like complicated ASL joke thing. He, oh, that's he had right. Yes, referred to it. And yeah, he did that. So that was good, Apollo. Yes. Thank you, Apollo. Whoever you are, and he's we probably also, on the witness protection program or something. <laughs> that's like why that. he's that's using the name yeah. Apollo. That happens a lot. And we have another donation. This one is more of a sponsorship. Would you say, Jeff? No, I wouldn't call it that. But go ahead, stumble through. <laughs> well, stumble ahead, um, listener. Goran Andersson from Sweden. Yes. In yeah. Europe. Yeah, yes. Yes. He it's international. Can <laughs> you try. isn't this great, Steve? He says I just sponsored a visit for the two half squads to a Sabaton concert in Chicago, sixth of April. 2014. Oh, and I was emailing Jeff asking when the concert was. It's right here in the yeah. email. Uh, so we want to thank you for that kind of sponsorship. And he used to listen to the two half squads more or less every day when he go to work and back in his car. That means two times, 45 minutes a day. When I reach the latest show, I simply start all over again from episode one. Wow. This is, wow. makes it easy for me to hammer the rules into my slippery brain. Now that is impressive. That's very That's impressive. right there. Yeah. And dangerous, too. Yeah. <laughs> and but it's probably easier listening to this show if English is not your first language because you miss a lot of stuff and you don't have to listen to our really dull banter or our butchering of butchering foreign of, languages. Yeah, yeah, we do that a lot. So, but for those of you who don't remember, on one of our previous episodes, uh, we did a little musical selection from this group. It's a heavy metal group called Sabaton, and uh-huh. they like to write lyrics about battles, famous battles. Oh, wow. From World War II and World War One and and other famous periods in history, Sabaton. Sabaton. Uh-huh. And so, um, and I played a few selections from Sabaton. Yes, I worried uh, that they were Nazis. He's assuring us that they're not. They're not. He's saying, Dave, it's going to be safe for you to go to this place yeah. and hear this concert. So we're so. going to House of Blues we, on uh, April sixth. We think looks, we are. I'm going, uh, yeah. and hopefully you'll be able to go as well. And if you can't go, then I'll just take my invisible friend. Okay. No, that's I'm so, the one building the invisible. Oh yeah, man, my okay. Actually, you, my you'll wife take Robin the said she too. would. She would be happy to go. Well, she didn't say happy. I, <laughs> she said she would go. <laughs> I'm inserting the word happy, but that's really nice. I can hear you. Oh, <laughs> I happen to be here listening. Be careful. I'm careful. That I thought that was harmless. Uh, okay. I'm hoping maybe not. <laughs> It's about the Sabaton concert. Yeah. I would totally go, because the way I heard it, Dave, you're not into... I'm a little... Cool f- and heavy metal yeah, it scares me. <laughs> I'll hold your hand. Although they had Slayer on um, that music show on, on the, the radio. Oh, recall problems. And? Well... Uh, sound opinions. Sound opinions and they Slayer. And how did you... Li- Those yeah. lyrics are really scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some are more scary than others. Do we, do we have more letters, or should we leave those for the rest for the next show? Well, let's leave them for the next show. Okay, sounds good. So we can get right on to our interview with Steve. So, Steve, wake up! Now that you see how impressive it is here. It is. This is a top-notch operation here. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We've got everything here. You can't see our producer, who is in the other room, mm-hmm. uh, running the soundboard and... It's pretty cool how you got the the glass wall and everything yeah. all in the basement. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> we have interns and runners yeah. and getting us. They bring us pizza and stuff like that throughout the show. That'll all happen right after you leave. Right. I'm sorry, you missed exactly. it. You missed all that. 
So, Steve, tell us. Begging around here? Yes, tell Jeff about yourself. Yeah, I, I know. You know Dave you. knows. Yeah, Dave, Dave is an old-time grognard, even though he doesn't look old. He's no. been playing games for many years. And Jeff is not a grognard, even though he does look old. I look old, but yeah, I just started playing games in 2004 or something. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. And I started playing Squad Leader in 2005. So I'm a newbie. I'm a neophyte. So I don't know you. Well, the good thing that I can see from this... Uh, well-appointed studio here is a copy of Blood Reef Tarawa. Uh Yes. You might uh, check the credits on that, and then you'll have an idea of (laughs) where I came from. And, of course, guess who had the original version? Yeah. Me, this guy. Good original. (laughs) Yep, mailed from California. That's right. That's right. So Steve is with um, Heat of Battle. Battle. So we were one of the first... Um, TPPs or TPM mm-hmm. third-party manufacturers. We started kind of at the same uh, same time as uh, Time on Target and um, and uh, Critical Hit. And during that dark ages when nothing was coming out of uh, Avalon Hill from mm. uh, from anything you know having to do with uh, Squad Leader. So I've been around quite a while. Uh, some good, some good years, some bad years, but uh, have all kinds of fun uh, experiences in the world of ASLing. And were you a founder? Uh, yeah, a heat My, of battle. Uh-huh. There were two of you guys, right? right. So um, how this happened? It was about 1992. I just gotten out of the Marine Corps, gotten a job, had twin babies on the way, and uh, we had a pretty good gaming group with some of my high school friends and. Uh, uh, one of my good friends, David Coleman, out in California, um, we uh, were, you know, every other day playing some sort of game. And then uh, he, when I was in the Marine Corps, he um, he hooked up with this guy named Ed, Ed Zeman. And oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. when uh, when I was in the in the Gulf War, uh, Gung Ho came out, and I had Dave send me everything, and we actually used. Um, part of the rules and everything to design the attacks on the Iraqi um, defensive positions that the 1st Marine Division was going to face. So it kind of re-sparked my interest back into ASL, but more importantly with Gung-Ho Tarawa was one of the most interesting battles. So I started, you know, working on kind of a campaign game for it. And then when I got back and out of the Marine Corps, uh, David introduced me to um, Ed Zeman, who had the kind of the idea for um, a, an Arnhem game and uh, Hill 112. So we were in, he, he lived in the same uh, town my parents did, so I was there quite a bit, and we just started we, we just started it up, and we, we wanted to make enough copies for our friends in the LA area and, uh, and some of our friends down in San Diego. And uh, it, and it kind of took hold with uh, the first game, uh, God Save the King. So yeah, that was the first production, very first. And that is the that became the bridge too far. We a, a lot of it. So at that during that period <clears throat> of time, if my I think I, I've got all all my facts straight. But during that period of time, there was a. Um, an Arnhem game that had been in the works for a long, long period oh, of time. with MMP. With MMP. <laughs> That's right. And it was, it was coming all kinds of different directions, and it never never was getting finished. And then we came out with a bridge to – uh, uh, God, God Save, Save the, the King. King. 
and kind of trumped everything and, and then got a lot of traction. And people were really, for some reason, that was the one battle everybody wanted to, to simulate with ASL. So we came out with that. I mean, uh, production values weren't very good, but, uh, but it sold pretty well and enough to, like, you know, buy more books and, uh, and then go on to a second project, which was uh, King of the Hill. And then um, when it- – Now, the, the God Save the King mm-hmm. came out. It had uh, the new rules. I, I, I also bought this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and got it mailed to my home. Yeah. Excitedly opened it. And it had the map, uh-huh. which I thought production values were fine. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, it was fine. definitely playable. Oh, definitely. very, very playable. And did you introduce the mouse hole rules, or did that? Am I thinking of that? From that was the yeah. That we did the mouse hole rules. Yeah, I mean, we had some pretty good, uh, which are it's a way to get uh, the yeah. British would dig through the walls, right? Or have little little openings. Yeah, so instead of big ones like doorways, so. right? Just putting, you know, just just to, to shoot go back and forth. Yeah. Well, no, to move back and forth between buildings and stuff. Oh, okay. So it was kind of a good mix because I had just gotten out of the Marines, right? So I had um, six years of that experience. Plus, that gave me a lot of intry to be able to talk to veterans, World War II veterans, especially, who would give instant credibility. You know, if I called them. You know, especially during Tarawa, I must have talked to 25 or 30 different um, veterans. And they were always, you know, they would shut you down. But uh, once they found out I was in the service and yeah. had seen some combat, then they then they opened up. And then Ed, Eddie was really good with uh, was actually playing the game. He was a much better player than I was. So he was good at the, kind of the art of putting things together. So we, we became kind of like the campaign game third-party manufacturer, whereas it, then you had, you know, like Time on Target with very intense scenario packs, and we kind of palled around with all those guys at the same time. Okay, yeah, and so so that was a fine product. And um, then MMP contacted you later about, or Dampin, oh, or was so, there no official yeah, so adaptation? We, um, <laughs> we had uh, kind of a perfect timing, so to speak, because that was when Kurt Schilling was starting to get involved with um, – with ASL. I mean, I had met him at a couple of, you know, he was always involved, but when he started getting involved with, um, like purchasing the rights and everything, um, he made a call to me. Now he didn't really get along with Eddie that much (laughs) that well. So I, I don't even remember the details of that, but him and I had a conversation where, uh, they didn't really want us to, um, produce Tarawa. They wanted us to sell it to them first. But they couldn't make it make any kind of you know arrangements because um, like they hadn't formed MMP yet, so it was just promises. So I said, well, you know, we got to <clears throat> waiting for that. Yeah, we're, I guess. yeah, we're not waiting for that. And then um, we also at the same time there was some things going on with um, our SS packs, our two SS packs, no quarter, no glory, and um, and furious fireman. Furious fireman. Well, the, the issue was. Um, was black counters. Yeah. So we made the counters and we were... Um, Why is that an issue? Well, uh, so... Copyright, right? Well, no, it was it was more... Um, it was like polit- political, some copyright. So at the same time, uh, all this stuff was coming together. But I, I think um, Critical Hit was, was really starting to make some, you know, product, good production value stuff. And then Time on Target had some great counters. And I worked with Mark Newcomb to... 
to yeah. kind of design and and um, and some of the guys that worked on his team kind of helped us design the first uh, counters. And there was a clamoring for black SS counters because almost all the war games back then, uh, either German or SS were were black, and then in the original. Um, squad leader series they were and then they weren't when um, they, they just had the, the ruins the six, five, and we weren't doing it I- anything other than hey we really want this next project and the only way we're going to have enough money to fund that is if we sell something with some splash and we had a great set of scenarios so we produced the, uh, the, the counter sheets and uh, that's when we got the attention of um, of the now forming MMP. They, we were on the map, we had great counters. Um, and so it was in, uh, uh, San Diego. Um, Kurt was pitching for the Phillies then. And I went, we had a long conversation and, and he wanted to produce the SS counters again in black. Um, but he asked me not to, not to, reprint them because they sold out pretty fast because he wanted to do it but he was having some pushback from you know the other guys on his team there was a at that time some conflict of whether to do it or not and i felt they established a new way right just stick with that and yeah exactly which was which was all legitimate and um so then all of a sudden you know we, we had a kind of a niche um niche product on our mind and then so we knew they knew we were good and then when they were trying to make the pitch to um hasbro uh, they, in my opinion, they needed Tarawa to, you know, say, hey, we have something that's pretty much done in the pipeline. And then um, we also had the basis for, uh, um, you know, the, a bridge too far with um, our God Save the King. And so we had some, you know, we got a little bit of credit for God Save the King, but they, they took some rules that we fought against pretty hard. But, um, but you know, we, there's some elements, design elements of our stuff in there. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, and I also owned the um, Black SS, which I didn't know existed previously in the original Squad Leader. In the original Squad and Leader, so, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, everyone's all excited about this. What is, what's, what's the big deal? Nah. Who cares about this? But I bought it anyway, and I sold mine on eBay for a lot of money. Yeah. That, they, so I no longer have them, but it's, it really went. It was a very, very popular item. I, that's the one thing I get asked about the majority of time is is those counters because they were really good counters and they have a different yeah. you know kind of symbol on it but um i had my first two i finally gave up because there was some so i auctioned them off and, oh you did yeah and, uh, that was probably good but i have a couple of little half sheets laying around oh that's, yeah that's it <laughs> yeah and they came in the in more of the half sheet right it was a full yeah they're both for full sheets and both of them. <clears throat> okay and then yeah. yeah the scenarios were were very good yeah yeah, yeah. i thought they were, they were very they were tight good and then, um, yeah, so then we got Tarawa produced, which was my main goal with that um, that game the whole time was to get it published by, you know, Avalon Hill, MMP, because I, I just thought it was, such, and it is such a great game. Yes. And then, um, and then after that, Eddie and I kind of parted our separate ways for a lot of different reasons, but then um, I kind of held it together on my own for a while, and then hooked up with Steve Swan and, and his group of, of great guys. Up and, and then Steve I knew from writing the articles in the yeah, he an, did a lot annuals. Of, he did, he did of, a lot of more of the historical angle. Yeah, very – almost like the, a lot of the Marines were um, 
were built on his research, you know. So he organization yeah, stuff. Yeah, he and- he has a lot of great stuff. I have a disc of just incredible material, you know, and well researched and everything. And then uh, we went, we produced a couple of things like uh, uh, Buckeye, the Buckeye Pack, uh, the SS, uh, the yeah, third the SS one. And then, um, then we hooked up with uh, Chaz Smith and then started kind of maybe our, what some people would call our heyday with. Um, now, Chaz Oshla. is the one in Texas? No, Chaz at the time was in, uh, in Florida. He was in the Army. And that was kind of, a, that was a really rough and tumble fun period because um he had a lot of great games like uh you know uh beyond the beachhead um onslaught to orsha you know so we yeah. really stepped up a lot and we had a lot of help with uh from stam tyson who's in texas and, and some of those guys doing the layout and it was fantastic and we had some man just some crazy times there was a printer up here in uh it, it was kind of a weird story we um my wife knew this this woman pretty well, the this guy's wife. And they kind of travel in the same circles and whatnot. And then so this guy owns a printing business. And okay, so you know, I've seen him at a couple of Christmas parties, Halloween parties and stuff. So I you know, I know him. And so we contracted to do a game with him. And it pretty much went it went okay. And then um and then we contracted to do uh uh beyond the beachhead and the guy just totally screwed it up i mean oh <laughs> really because because they had oh. mounted mounted boards right and the boards were just wrong on so many levels or wrong colors wrong cutting wrong everything and so him and i started getting in a huge fight well this guy business wise was not a straight shooter and another friend of ours was had a huge issue like to the tune of a couple hundred thousand dollars with this guy so i'm sitting there and he's a pretty big guy and he's italian and sitting on the phone and he's and i'm going i am not paying you for this thing i want all the material you know and he's going i tell you what i'm gonna come over there and i'm gonna kneecap you and i'm gonna find your partner and i'm gonna you know who you're dealing with you're dealing with i've got connections and i and then he was just going off and i go okay so so let me get this straight you're gonna come over and you're gonna find my partner who's in the middle of a u.s military installation running a 155 artillery battalion and you're gonna kneecap him okay hot shot and then why don't you come on right over to my house because i would love to see Holy bone cow. chips and red mist all over my driveway because that's all you're going to be after that so it was oh it was it was wow. pretty nasty so we finally got all of our stuff for him but like the um, production stuff like all your uh basic yeah you just like all the part components and, and you know all the components and all that stuff he mailed it back then or well i just i went over to he he, he was just up on um, you know near where i was in lake forest he was oh so you were here you were here yeah. then you were here then yeah okay. i've been in illinois for uh, since 2001 okay so <laughs> wow pretty exciting <laughs> yeah it was, it was some fun well, stuff <laughs> we're calling the better business bureau <laughs> yeah that's what oh we're yeah the guy finally went out of this but you know yeah. it's, it's all karma because i hadn't heard from the guy what maybe eight or nine years, right? Yeah. And then one of our good friends says, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this guy out of Deerfield. His name's so-and-so. And I go, wait a second. Did he, you know, it's like and once we pitch together as the same guy, it's like, do not use that guy. I mean, <laughs> he, is, he is bad news. But uh, it, it, was, it was funny. 
<laughs> wow. There's nothing worse than around here, especially in Chicago, when you're not connected and saying you are connected. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not, I've seen these guys up in, you know, Libertyville. Yeah, you're not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> we played baseball games in Skokie. You're not one of these guys. <laughs> yeah, keep me far away from that. Yeah. We didn't have any problems getting our T-shirts printed that many years ago. Jeff. No. <laughs> And we weren't, but there wasn't a couple hundred thousand dollars involved. Either. No, so the productions that so oh, that a was a lot. different job though. Yeah, yeah. Though yeah. okay. your ASL stuff would that run that high? I mean, I don't know if you're um, comfortable talking about that. You don't have to. Yeah, but. you know, I think the most expensive thing we ever did was onslaught to Orsha. Yeah, and that's that was huge. really expensive. I think the total, and it was right then the the numbers were starting to drop, and how many how many units you could actually sell, and that's kind of you know truthfully what kind of led to Chaz and I parting ways is um, it costs us about eighty or ninety thousand dollars to print it, and we had we had first rate counters, you know we had we had all kinds of stuff that was just top of the line four color. For, throughout the whole rules and everything, so oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it got expensive, and we didn't quite, you know, make up <laughs> the whole thing. And then, how many units was that? Uh, we did two thousand units. Okay, and then we lost some between here and South Dakota. There's two boxes of counters. We would have oh. made our money back, but two two boxes of counters just completely disappeared. Off yeah. the face of the earth, we have no idea what happened. To well, them. they were on a truck or something. I yeah, they just are gone. Gone. <laughs> They're just gone. And so we had we had all this extra inventory of masks, pieces, yeah. and pieces, not... and not enough counters to uh, oh, to put well, them together. But that was a great game. I think Chaz is going to uh, eventually redo it. But um, you know, the counters on that was just. Fantastic. I think it isn't it out now. I don't. Not that I'm aware of. But I don't know. Might I, be. I haven't really paid attention. attention you know, um, we've we've often <clears> speculated about how many units are printed when yes, when something comes that's out. What we like, always we're like, trying yeah. to figure out how many ASL players there are in the world. And, well, you know, and it's hard to tell because during that period of time we were printing way too much. Yeah. For the most part, so I have some things I have an awful lot of, uh-huh. and some things I don't have. You know, they're, yeah. they're almost gone. I mean, I've got maybe ten or fifteen Buckeyes left, and. Um, SS four or SS three is just a few left of those, but I would it, on our next project we're probably gonna I'm not gonna print more than a thousand. I don't yeah. think so. The problem is you get to an area where the, it's cost effective to print more, but you're never gonna make the money back. Yeah. So right. I think if I did a pre order with the next one, which would be very expensive, um, just because the components are gonna be so big. Um, if you can get four or five hundred people committing, mm-hmm. most likely we'll pay for it, and then everything after that will go then to the designers and everything that I have to, yeah, um, cut into the pie. Right. So it's not something you do to make money. Put it that way. Did you ever have uh, thoughts that it would? Like no, even early on, no. when you, you know thought, what? "Oh my, wow, this is really like this could take off." Did you think my motivation money? for this the entire time was to have extra spending money to buy more books? Yeah, and yeah. that's really the only reason why I wanted uh-huh. to do it. Is is like okay, I wanted to research uh, Kohima, right? Thirty five dollar book I, at that you know time with three young kids, right? You know, I, yeah. So it was okay if I did this, 
then I would have the extra money. And that's pretty much what it's been mm -hmm. for the entire um, the entire time. Mm. It's it's not anything you uh, make money at per se, but because the headaches are are pretty. Big. Oh, I can. I just. <laughs> I I say I can imagine. I don't think I can imagine. Yeah, I, I can't imagine big. what goes into it. Well, it's it's tough because when you're not doing it full time, people yeah. still expect you to do it full time in a lot of ways. And right. when we do have um, uh, production problems, you know, like you, you the Operation Mercure when that came out. You know, the map wasn't that great in it. It was um, glossy, and people just hammered us. And it's like, well, you need to replace this. It's like, how am I going to get the money uh, yeah. to replace this? <laughs> You're not yeah. replacing I mean, it's just, that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just impossible, you know. So I finally agreed to make and – and in fact, I brought you guys one each. Um, I finally agreed to, to redo the map. Oh, wow. Um, on different Thank thing, you. but we oh. had to charge people for that. You know, and it, which I hate doing. I, I mean, I would rather yeah. do it. And you know, we had a production problem with um, the the recon by fire four counters. They're printed upside down, oh. and that came out of our pocket too. So you you spend all this time and effort and yeah. blood, sweat, and tears to it, and then there is a segment of very vocal people that if it's not perfect, yeah, printed upside down. The counters were printed upside down. They were, yeah. So does it matter? Yeah, the rounded top oh, part. You mean? Yeah, especially like unimportant counters, like. Tanks, you know, yeah. AFEs. Um, if it's if it's printed upside down, is people don't want to play with it. Hmm. Like and the, I agree. You mean that. like the tops yeah. on the bottom? Yeah. So oh, it's okay. flatter. You know how it's flatter on the bottom, yeah. Jeff? Yeah. It's okay. round. Or and round usually down. there's okay. some indentations. If you grabbed any counter <clears throat> from almost any game on the back side of it, there they'll be in where they're where the die cutting. Yeah. Come. So, you know, things like that are frustrating, but yeah. I, I, I see both sides of the story. I don't want to spend $35 for something that's not good, but at the same time, I've always believed that someone should give someone like us a little bit of slack. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but, it's like. But I usually, you know, I get through it. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, and I'm sure there are plenty that do cut you slack. And then, oh, no. The ones, there, you, there, I mean, there the ones you hear, there's that very small percentage yeah. that. That make the loudest noise, and it's pretty. Uh, it's right. got to be pretty annoying. It is, and they, I do pay attention to the other thing, but that's why I mean I'm not on the boards as often as I probably should, just because you know, life and a lot of yeah. other things. But at the same time, it's like oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't I don't like negativity. No, but yeah, yeah. you, you got to yeah. be able to take the the heat. If you are putting out something for sale, you it's got to be a good product. There's no doubt. Right. But you know, people could live with the the map from this. You could live with it easily, especially yeah. with me, because I would I laminated all my maps anyway that I get. Mm. But at the same time, this is this other one is a much much better map. Yeah. And so, who does the maps for you? Um, well, the problem is we've got this next map. We'll have to get a new printer. Just go because oh. a lot of a lot of guys that we've used in the past are are gone or yeah, you know. Will um, do you go uh, overseas for any printing, or does it no? I haven't. Here? Yeah, yeah, I haven't. But you know, you got to understand our product. We have not produced anything in quite a while. Yeah, and I'm probably just going to do this last thing and and hang it up. Yeah, just the it's the white whale. <laughs> yes, yeah, I can see that, and let somebody else do it. Yeah, if they're going to do it. And there's a lot of great products out there. Yeah. So, what now. other kinds of products do you like in the um, ASL? Yeah, um, I'll do, uh, uh, you know, mo most everything. Uh, 
you know, yeah. we we talked a little on email about the, our one little argument with someone. But uh, you know, I, when I see um, Lefranc Tour stuff, yeah. or when I see you know most most of the third party stuff, I'll I'll pick up if it's if I see it available. And I've got a pretty good relationship with uh, some of the two of the big distributors, you know, um, uh, down in um, uh, Carytown or. Um, Game or what's his name? Uh, Scott Blanton down in uh, North Carolina. You know, mm-hmm. if I need something, he'll he'll cut me a deal. Yeah, and, you know, we'll make a trade for stuff. So, but I'll pick up most most everything. I don't get a chance to play <laughs> play that often, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and who do you play with? Um, you do get a lot play? of stuff uh, is, is now Basil. Yeah, and there's a there's a couple of guys that work, but. Um, I I don't know when the last face to face game I've had. <laughs> it's been a long time. Wow, really? Well, yeah. there are people around, you know. Yeah, I know. There's a, there was a group um, uh, that was me at a, a fellow's house a couple of years ago that I used to go to once in a while. And then if I go to California, I'll usually pick up a game. But it hasn't been, you know, doing all kinds of other things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so you talked about well, your first product was again the uh, God Save the King. God Save the King, and the second one was King of the Hill. Okay, now that one I have that one or I had that one. Was it just one map of a hill? It was just the hills. Is hill basically hill one twelve outside of Cayenne? Where did I get? Did I order this from you? Yeah, yeah, in the mail. Mm-hmm. Okay, I never ended up playing that one. I don't know why. It was a pretty good game. It was. It was. Was nice. it like one scenario with one? It hill? was like one big. Uh, no, there's a whole set of scenario cards, and we had some scenarios on geomorphic maps, and then we had um, a kind of like a campaign game. It was a pretty nice battle. It, well, nice, nice, not for the guys over there. Well, but, uh, right, yeah. But yeah. It, it was interesting because the um, the British were, uh, you know, attacking up the hill, and the Germans reinforced with some tanks. A lot of, um, a lot of uh, typhoon. We introduced some really cool typhoon. Uh, fighter bomber rules in that one. Mm. It was a nice little tight game. Did I print out my own map of that? No, no, but it, you, you could have actually. Uh, no, they were eight, four, five, eight and a half by 11, or uh, legal size color maps that you had to put together yourself. I did not get this then. So, what year was that? Oh, uh, gosh. gosh. Why did I not buy this one? It's got to, that was got to be like 93 or 94. Oh, wow. Okay. And how were you advertising? This. How was word you know, getting so, out in those days? Well, well very, let me jump in. From my experience, let's yeah, because you were I reading, reading ads, obviously. Well, gee, I think the first thing I heard of was like in contact. And where did I hear about that? At Aslock or something? Yeah. My, so you once you get an issue like that in your hands and your name gets on the list, then did they advertise for you? Or t- well, I had time on Target. I started getting a little bit of critical hit, but I really loved time on Target, and I loved your stuff. Yeah. Those were my two favorite. So yeah, there was there was a there was a ASL email server. I was not on, and it was and and you just typed in. It was like right when emails and all that stuff was going out. Well, funny story is my I was telling you guys before. I've got twin boys that are twenty one, and when they were uh, about three, we were working on um, on the Arnhem game, and. uh, we had been Ed was out at my house up in Bakersfield, California, and we were just pounding away probably about six hours into it, and one of them crawled up, and turned off the computer. Oh! 
Yeah. You were played by Maylene then, or I mean, working on the no, design. No, yeah, we he was just at our yeah. my house while we were, you know we were just like oh yeah yeah on yeah the computer until yeah. so you lost. The, the kid just crawls up. <laughs> it, was, it was like oh, oh yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> no, but there's lists. We we would uh, once we got an email list, we would send out a card. When we had yes, you out. that's right. You would yes they yeah I was on there. You sent mm-hmm. me cards, and that's then we right. would send out um, if we had a rata. On everybody that bought it, we would send out the errata for the last thing and say, hey, we're coming out with, with this. That. Yes, I think that is right. I do remember this now. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. I have really fond memories of yeah. all this. <laughs> yeah. See the joy you've brought, Steve, uh, into my you. life? Can you yeah. just see me beaming here with this? <laughs> yeah. I love I love getting that stuff. Yeah, because it was new. I mean, if you got something, it's like, wow, this is kind of different. Yeah, it was yeah. that slow production era, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that King of the Hill was then uh, – was the King German the and British attacking up the hill. Yeah. Hill yeah, 112, I ended up not getting that, I guess. And then we did uh, Fortress Casino. So by this time, we were really entrenched in the We Do campaign games. Yes, mm. but I didn't play campaign games, but you always had scenarios with them. We always had scenarios with them, yeah. And plus you could play a couple. Of, we always did some geomorphic um, scenarios and then, you know, that were related to the battle. And then we would do – and we're doing the same thing with Kohima. There's like 10 scenarios that are on geomorphic maps and then 10 on the other one. But um, So then we would do um, some on the map. And then if you didn't like campaign games, you still had, you know, a good number of scenarios. And then we did a magazine, um, which was pretty fun because that that coincided with Tarawa coming out. The magazine came later. Yeah, well, about the same time that Tarawa. Okay, because then I had recon. Well, well let's talk one? about Casino a little bit. So yeah. Monte Casino, it was it had I remember um, it had like a castle. Was there a castle scenario or something? Or part of it was like we, a fortress up there with some special did, rules ours, for one little. Yeah, we had Hex. one little scrap up there. But if, during all the battles, of, there's four battles for Casino, basically. And for all of them, nobody really fought over the Abbey. Ours was Correct. mostly revolved around, uh, gosh, uh, the second battle, which um, which was mostly uh, you know trying to take the town um, below the yes, below the right. not the, not necessarily the high ground. I think right. I think another. Third party did a did the next phase, the next battle after that where there was actually up more on the hillside. Uh, okay, but so, there was a little um, overlooking building up on a yeah. higher level over mm-hmm. the town. Yeah, and there was a scenario around that. I really, yeah. really remember that one. Yeah. That really struck me as cool for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played them all. One was crossing the river. Yeah, the, the red rapido. That's, what, that's when the Texas division. Yeah, was, yeah that was right. A, that scenario. Yeah, that was that was a really close one when I played it. It was good. Good. And then that was the whole map, and it was the yeah. historical map. So you do the same process with these other guys we've talked to, aerial photographs and all that. Yeah, back then it was a little harder to get all the information. So we used a lot of, um, you know, trying to get to archives and stuff. Like yeah. Arnhem's, like Arnhem stuff, there was a lot of stuff that was findable, but now it's a lot easier. Like for the Kohima map, we can go on Google Earth and, you know, check right. some of the slopes and, and which is kind of cool, which this is the first time we've ever had that kind of stuff. But um, a lot of archives. Um, when I would, in my job, I could travel a lot and I'd go to the archives and, in Washington and, and you know, take pictures of the maps. I mean, I, I would say we're a lot more detailed nowadays than than we were there, but we tried to do a good job of getting them. And plus, Casino, unfortunately, in that area, all those buildings were pretty much destroyed, so you have to... 
you know, take some period photographs and try to piece it together. It's like a, you know, doing a, uh, forensic analysis yeah. almost with some of it. Yeah. But you, you had just come off, uh, Hill taking the Hill, right? The, the previous. Yeah. Hill, Hill 112. And you did this other casino Hill. Were you uh, particularly <laughs> attracted to uh, a lot of three-dimensional no. <laughs> battles at that time, or what? Well, remember the only you guys were high ground too. The only yeah. uh, the only thing that was uh, you know kind of out there for a campaign game was you know red barricades. Yeah. So we were looking for things that were different, different. Yeah. You okay. Know, and that um, that had a little bit. Uh, you know, if you think about it, um, Arnhem. You know, it's a city fight. Yeah. You know, just different forces. But, uh, and Casino was interesting because that second phase of the battle was a lot of seesaw back and forth. And you have to find something that is contained with a relatively small uh, area, something a battalion size or more. Mm -hmm. So you have, you know, there's not a whole lot of, and you don't want to do like a slice of a battle. Yeah. You know, you, if right. you're going to do a campaign game, it's better to have the whole thing the whole if thing. you can right you know like there was a there was a project a lot of guys were you know working on that when i was in um carlsbad uh, the battle of Paneri, and i don't know if that's finally made it into a, a kursk module at some point but that's a that was uh one Sh shelling's working on it right now yeah so shelling yeah. and and uh ed zeman was really in the early phases of that and don petros and printing the map and we were gonna we had that project for a while um, but it's, it's long since out, out of my hands, but, um, that's a perfect example because there's one road coming into a town and the whole town can be, um, shown, you know, on, on one map. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you don't want to get things that are too big. That's why Arnhem kind of works. You can take different, different segments of it, but if you focus around the bridge, then yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Which yeah. is that one end of the bridge and uh -huh. yeah, very cool. Very cool. Well, shall we uh, wrap up part one? We've decided to yeah, go we'll with the part two, part two interview. First time ever, I think we've done a wow, part maybe interview. So. Maybe yeah, with so Steve. you can stick around, yeah, Steve, for, for part two. And so, That's listeners, right. join us again in a Thanks, few everybody. weeks. Yeah, and uh, for part two of Steve's interview, I know we'll make him wait. Yes, beg. You're not going to hold. We won't hold up for ransom. If, if you donate, stop it. We'll Dave. publish it quicker. Yeah, if you donate, we'll send it to you ahead of time. <laughs> You can be the first. Maybe yeah. I should. Uh, we should put a donation card on our next product for you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll give you some flyers to send out with all your products. So anyway, thanks, thanks for, everybody listening, everybody. for listening, everybody. And remember to roll low. And rally well. But not when you're playing us. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next time. <laughs> say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for uh, having me. Steve, I'll have to say goodbye twice tonight. sending that out right away.